Hey guys, we are back and we are live. Welcome back to VM Nation. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today's going to be an amazing episode. If if you ever want to start, you know, it's 2022 as we're recording it. It's the 14th. So a lot of people may be purchasing a home. So we're going to be talking about all things finances and all things real estate. But guys, I want to thank our sponsors. As you guys know, the show is sponsored 100% veterans, 100% of the time. So I want to thank our sponsor, Kurt Balish of Balish Woodworks. If you guys love handmade woodworks in your business or your office, definitely check out balishwoodworks.com. My wife actually has a cutting board I got for her for Mother's Day. It's the only thing she'll use. So definitely check out balishwoodwork.com. And also my friend Tammy Moses has a company called The Hoarding Solution. Um, a lot of people don't realize that we have a hoarding issue in this country. And she helps people that are in the hoard get out of it. So she's actually changing the world one home at a time. So if you know anybody that's struggling with hoarding issues, definitely check out Tammy Moses at thehoardingsolution.com. Guys, this is going to be fun. Brother, what's going on, Kenny? What's going on? How is your day going? Um, my day is going fabulous. It's a beautiful day outside, beautiful day inside, a lot of great things going on. Life is good. Now, where, where are you from? Where do you live? I live just outside Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, nice area. It's gorgeous. My, my, my cousin just um, bought is building a house out there. And a lot of people don't know, I, like, I was in the health and fitness industry for over 30 years, that the majority of our supplement companies in the world are in Utah. And a lot of people don't even realize that. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, fun little nuggets that even I don't even know still about Utah. <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, um, what kind of kid you were growing up and how did you get involved in a whole world of finances? So, um, Growing up, I grew, I'm living about 10 miles away from my, where I was born and raised, so didn't go too far. <laughs> um, I, growing up, uh, my parents were entrepreneurs off and on, and business owners and stuff, so I've always had that entrepreneur business bug growing up, and uh, just took years to find what I was truly passionate about. I've, I've done this business, I've done this business, had this job, had this job and stuff, you know, and it. Just kind of going through the motion and what people say, you know, you should do this. You'd be great at this. You know, you need a you need a, a constant job and a steady paycheck. And, a, you know, just kind of following all those leads and stuff until about six years ago when I finally was able to start narrowing down what truly lit my fire, lit my passion. And then, um, you know, that's that's serving people. And one of the ways that I do that is through financial services and mentorship and um, my wife's cousin introduced us to the opportunity, and that's kind of how I got involved in the particular company I'm with. And, you know, I just kind of clicked and things fell into place, and here we are. Okay, so now, like I said, you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm retired military, um, and when I got out after 23 years, um, my financial situation, I, I was just in a big shit show. Um, because they say if, if you're in the military and do 20 years, if you didn't go through a divorce, have a DUI 
or get arrested at least once or twice and, or a bankruptcy, then you didn't have a good military career. <laughs> and a lot of people have gone through that same thing. And when they get out, you know, not only do they lose their career, uh, but they lose their income. And then um, sometimes like we're involved in like some of the military uh, financial programs. And then when we get out, we're like, now what do I do? You know, where do I go? So how does somebody that's just, you know, transitioning out of the military or going to transition out of the military, what are the, some of the things that you that you recommend that they should do even before they get out of the military? A um, couple of things that I would start with is one, you know, figure out what your plan is. You know, have a if you want to start a business, you want to go into a job, you want to stay retired, you know, what is the goal you're looking for? And then two, I think might even be more important than that is, where are you really at? Now, I have a, I have a saying, are, are you honest or are you Instagram honest? You know, because on the outside, it's all glitz and glamour and life's grand and you're driving a Ferrari or wherever, blah, blah, blah. But deep down, you got $100,000 of debt and credit cards and stuff. You know, so where are you really at? And then if you know where you're at, you know where point A is, you know where point B is, then we have something to work with. Then you have something to to shoot for. And that's that's the two places that I would really start and then just reach out um, to whoever. You know, if you got somebody that you already know in finances, somebody, somebody that's doing what you want to do or better or kind of along those same lines. All right. So now I'm going to ask, you know, um, cause I'm not, a, I'm not about to get sued. So I'm just going to say, uh, you know, there's a gentleman out there. Uh, I've actually went through some of his courses and I learned a lot from, but he talks about, you know, paying off all your credit cards and not going into debt, even for business debt. Um, but then there's other people out there. Uh, I'm actually having, I actually, I'm having Miss Sharon Lecter on the show next week. Um, she actually was co-author Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I had to kind of dust off some of those books. And they were talking <laughs> about how sometimes you have to go into debt to, you know, to buy houses, you know, to buy apartment buildings and stuff like that. So, you know, talk about good debt and bad debt. Um, so so the way I, I look at it and stuff, again, going with what your goal is. If your goal is to buy a house, then let's work on that. But you know, if your goal is to get out of debt or to pay off pay off your house or something, or if let's say your goal is to go on vacation, you know, um, don't go rack up your credit card or spend that money on something that's not a, in your goal, you know. Um, so stick with what your goal is. If your goal is over here, then work on someone that's going to help you along those goals. Like you're saying, this person talks about this route and this person's talking about this route you know what's lining up with your goal but you know um good debt is something that's going to bring you value going to have a, a return on investment you know if if let's say college for example that's often a, a one we use for an example of potential good debt you know if the value and return is there and it's aligned with what you want and where your course is taking you then that could be considered good debt uh, but if you know a uh, hundred thousand dollars on a a 
trip to somewhere and you're going on yachts and you're having lobster every night and things like that may not be the best of good debt. And, you know, I love something that you said earlier when you talk about, you know, that Instagram fame, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, I, I think ever since, you know, like my friend Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about that, you know, social media, you will get found out eventually. So, you know, if a couple of years ago you're taking pictures, taking selfies in front of mansions and Lambos, and now you're living in mom's basement, you know, uh, so, you know, you're, you try to become Instagram famous, but it's not the real deal. And I think a lot of people money, like for me growing up, money was a taboo subject. It was not talked about at the kitchen table. I didn't know how to balance a checking account until I bounced checks. So uh, talk to us about, you know, money being a very personal issue. And I think, you know, the biggest causes of some of divorces is money. So talk to us a little bit, a little bit about that. So yeah, there's a statistic out there and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but roughly like 80% of divorces are caused by money. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it's somewhere right in that range. 50 to 80% is money related. You know, um, don't call me on that, but somewhere in there. So it's a staggering high statistic. But um, something that people do is they place value incorrectly on money. You know, they, they become a servant to money, if you will. You know, I've I just used this demonstration before. I've got some some play money that I use for training purposes and things like that. You know, it's it's the same material essentially as the sticky note that I took some notes on. You know, but it's because we place the value on it and how much value do we use it. And then also people don't see it as a tool. They think it's you know something to to hoard. You know, yes, you want to have some savings and stuff. I believe in having a savings account, and that's uh, part of what I teach and stuff. But at the same time, it's a tool. Tool to help you build something. Tool to help you fix something. Just like a, a screwdriver in my toolbox to help me fix my car, per se. You know, it's a tool. It's a resource. And if you look at it correctly, utilize it correctly, then it makes a huge difference in... Um, in your life. All right. So now I have a question. Um, I, when I grew up, um, I actually lived the rich dad, poor dad life because my mother was the poor, poor sister and my aunt was the rich sister. So I actually lived that whole book. And for me, I always had a poor thought process on money. Um, I always, you know, I always had that uh, poor mindset. I have always had that poverty mindset up until recently. And for some reason, people that have poverty mindset go more into debt and more bankruptcy than the people have the, that have the abundance mindset. So talk to us about the difference between poverty mindset and abundance mindset. So um, not to get too deep into it, but your brain is like a magnet. You know, if you have thoughts of poverty, then that's what you're going to see, you know, or uh, as Ed Milet talks about the reticular activating system or RAS, um, if I got that correctly, yep. you know, if you go buy uh, a new 
um, brand new blue Honda Civic or or whatever, or a red Corvette, then you're driving down the freeway. That's all you're going to see because that's what your mind sees. It's going to attract. It's going to sense those things more. It's going to be more aware of like things, you know. So if if you have the the poverty mindset, it's going to look for more ways to keep you in that same boat, you know. Um, or same with abundance. It's going to look for more ways to be abundant. Um, another example would be, you know, again, how you look at money and how you use it. If you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's a great book. In a poverty mindset, you see the book costs $25. Oh, no, now that $25 is gone. Oh, no, how am I gonna, I'm not going to get that back. But if, if you change it and say, okay, this $25 is going to help me figure out something to make me $100,000. It's going to help me become more aware or educate me on something where I can apply that and utilize that to make me $100,000 or whatever. You know, so having those different mindsets will bring like-minded thing. And then you have to be aware of how to recognize those, you know, do a, am I using this properly? You know, am I looking at it? If I spend $50, is that money gone? Or do I have something in return that's far more valuable? If I put this out there, I'm going to get a lot more back than what I put out. I, you know, and, and just talking about that, you know, uh, talking about, mindset because that's what me and you i think we we, we kind of go along the same lines and you know especially if we're you know in you know in contact with mr ed mylett he's always talking about mindset it's all everything is mindset but you know a lot of people that um are struggling it's because of you know long-term success is not sexy you know it's kind of like you know if you ever look at so I say somebody like Mr. Buffett, you know, he's in the same house since 1954. He, he eats breakfast the same, same day, every, same place every day, pays cash for everything. He doesn't invest in sexy things. You know, it's, I don't really think that Warren Buffett's like, wow, I think I need to get an NFT picture of myself. You know, I, so a lot of people I think get so wrapped up in, trying to get involved in stuff sexy like say crypto nfts they kind of are worried about more than they're worried about that than they are more about um paying a little bit of your credit card down or putting a little bit of money in the bank in case of a rainy day so please talk about how sometimes investing is not the sexy thing to do but over the long haul it's worth it so yeah and i'll start by um, pointing out or, you know, what's, I'll ask the question, what's success? What's sexy? Because my definition of success is different than yours. My definition of what's sexy is different than yours, you know, and something else that is easy to fall into a trap is caring what other people think. Yes. If you have, you know, mentors and family and stuff, you want to, um, <clears throat> acknowledge that but maybe it's not the best advice for what you're trying to do 
you know, maybe it's it's not the most helpful. You know, the intentions are probably there, but maybe the what what um Bob down the street thinks isn't going to improve your life, if that makes sense. You know, um as again as Ed Milet says, you're you're giving too much credit to taxi driver number two and not being the main star in your movie. You know, so you need to define what success is. You need to define what your goal is. Warren Buffett's investment choices are not the same as my own. His outcome that he's looking for may not be the same as my own. So are you looking for Warren Buffett? You know, money-wise, maybe yes. But investment-wise or lifestyle-wise, maybe no. You know, so define that and um, really think about what advice you're accepting and what advice you're taking, what what you're letting influence your decisions. Is it Instagram? Oh, he's got this. Oh, she's got that. Is it your neighbors? Well, you should do this. You know, you should get a, a job with a 401k and retire in 25 years and blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm certainly not knocking that, but maybe that's not who you are or where you're going. But now we have to admit, you know, things are changing. You know, I'm moving over, and I think so is Ed, moving a lot of stuff over to the digital age. You know, a lot of jobs are not going to be there. You're not going to get 25 years of gold watch, and then you're going to be able to retire. So, you know, say if, like, my avatar, his name is Craig, 45-year-old male, father of three, maybe bought a house, but now he's he wants to start, you know, getting ready for, you know, for retirement 20, 25 years down the road. What are some of the early steps that he can start taking to start learning how to invest without going crazy and, and buying stuff that he has no idea and no business of getting involved in buying? Because, you you know, you see all these people, you know, in my inbox at least 20 times a day, buy crypto, buy crypto and all that stuff. So what are some of the basics of investing that a person can do just starting out um again narrow down what you want to achieve you know um if you've if you got the the investing budget for of for a hundred thousand dollars in retirement you know then that's going to be different than if you're trying to reach 10 million in retirement that same time frame you know which i'm not saying you can't do you just got to maybe implement some other steps along the way, you know, um, bring up another side hustle, for example, or, you know, maybe work for an extra three or five years and dump all that money into your investment, you know, um, how, if you are investing like in the stock market, I, I don't know too much directly in the stock market, but you know, how much risk do you want to take? Do you want to be in a high risk thing and, you know, get the potential of the higher rewards, but also the potential of the the higher losses or do you want to be more more um conservative more um secure kind of thing you know so defining that looking at those options seeing what you have available right now and what you need to do to make your goal a reality all right now you know like i said ever since you know ed started talking about um, I've been following him, I guess, for the last three three years heavily. And he always goes back and talks about, you know, mindset. Um, 
and the people you hang out with the most. They say if you hang out with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. So talk to us about some, you know, they say that eagles don't fly with chickens. And I think it's true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so talk to us about, you know, sometimes, you know, trying to upgrade your circle. So you can, you know, because if you're the smartest guy in your, you're smart in your circle, you need a bigger smart circle. So talk to us a little bit about upgrading your mindset and also upgrading your circle. Yeah. Um, you could, you could start, you know, who, who do you know that's doing what you want to be? What circle do you want to be in? Who do you know that's knows that's in that circle or knows someone that's in that circle? You know, maybe your circle's right here and their circle's over here, but maybe you know somebody that's kind of in both circles or, you know, and start getting to know them a little more, hanging out with them more, you know, offer to um, take them to, to lunch and pick their brain for a few minutes, see if they're willing to do that. Um, we talk about books. What books are they reading? You know, um, what books we've mentioned Ed Milet several times. What books is Ed reading? What books is Gary Vee reading? What books is Warren Buffett reading? You know, and uh, like I mentioned before, you know, don't don't uh, hold back because it's fifty dollars. Don't think of it as oh no, the fifty dollars is gone for those books. You know, think of it as an investment that you're going to get much more value out of than that fifty dollars. You know, so start start with simple. You can go to the library and check out some books. You can go to Ed's YouTube channel or Gary V's YouTube channel or your YouTube channel. You know, there's lots of free resources. And um, I even did a video, and I'm sure there's others, that explains and tells how there's some value in free. You know, because oftentimes if it's free, we disregard the value of it. Yeah. And that's because oftentimes when it's free... You get what you pay for. It's not valuable at all. But there are some things that are free that are very valuable. So if you find some of those, start watching those, you know, and then it'll start drawing you to more like-minded things, more like similar things. You start reading those books and then somebody will, hey, you should try this book. Mm -hmm. And then then pretty soon you'll get invited to, hey, we're, we've got this networking thing going on. Or, you know, we're doing this thing and somebody's speaking at, at this conference, you know, tickets are 50 bucks. I'll, I'll pick you up an hour before or, or whatever. There are some simple steps to get started that'll help you get to those other circles that you want to be in. Well, and for me, um, what I started to do, you know, because I would go to, I go to, I walk every day. I try to get an hour, hour and a half of cardio a day. And, and for a while, I was listening to music and I'm like, but I'm not getting anything out of the music. So what I did is I downloaded Audible. And, you know, now I, like I'm, I'm listening to uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins for like the third time. But when I'm walking, I'm getting the knowledge and it's only 15 bucks a month. You know, you know, a lot of people, if they'll spend that on breakfast. A lot, you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, I think somebody, I think it was maybe Ed might have said it or want somebody on his show. We said somebody is willing to pay a thousand dollars for a smartphone, but they weren't are not willing to go take a three day course to become smart. 
Yeah, I I've seen those memes and they're they're right on. You know, it says you know smartphone thousand dollars too much or perfect or whatever. Um, seminar thousand dollars too much and it lists a bunch of different things. But yeah, Audible is a great resource. I've got several books and it's in my pocket. I've got wireless headphones, you know, so however however works for you. Put it on a speaker, you know, simple things like that when I'm driving in my truck. You know, I, I still listen to radio and stuff, but not nearly as much as I used to. I just, think I've stopped listening to radio. I, <laughs> I'd rather just throw on something that I can learn from. Now, being now we're going to talk about what you do, your business. Now, being in the in the company of somebody like Ed Milet. Uh, what is that like and what kind of vibes does he throw off and what kind of person is he like when it's real life just sitting down and talking? Um, so so for me, it's was scary as all get out at first. I'm like, who am I to, to think I can be talking to Ed Milet kind of thing, you know, but but you'll find that they're not like that. You know, they're they're wanting to help you. They're wanting to pull you up to where they are. They're wanting to have you experience what they're experiencing. They're, they're wanting to mentor. That's why Ed's doing all these YouTube videos. Yeah. You know, he wants to help you, you know, and it you can tell that he's passionate about it. He doesn't just do it as a, as a, a hobby or a day job. Okay, five o'clock, I'm done kind of thing, clock out. You know, he, he wants to. And same with Gary and Tony and... You know, and a lot of times, many times, those costs that you pay for a seminar, off many times, I'm not uh, saying it for everybody, but go just to cover the cost of their expenses. You know, yes, they do get some paid, but a lot of that sometimes just goes to the building or the audio video equipment and the staff of the building sort of thing, you know. But it's not like... They're always doing it for the money. They're not. They're not in it for the money. They're in it because they enjoy it, because they want to help others, because that's who they are. So, tell us, tell, talk to us about your company, what you do, and possibly how we can get involved with your services. So, so I'm a um, independent contractor with uh, World Financial Group. I'm a fin financial uh, representative. I help people, you know understand what money is, understand how to, how to utilize it, how to um, view it properly and utilize it properly, and then um, help people know what tools they have access to. You know, there's um, some investment tools, retirement tools that many people aren't even aware, are aware that are out there. You know, so I, I help them know what that is, and help them be able to utilize those tools to to get where they want better and faster. I I often use the analogy of if you're digging a ditch with a shovel and you have no idea that there's a backhoe 10 feet away full of gas ready to go. So that, that's what I do. I show you where the backhoe is and I show you how to use it. You know, what, what all the buttons do, what all the levers do. So what, you know, where I live, I'm in New Jersey. Um, we have a lot, I think we're going back down into um, lockdown, I think because of the whole COVID and Omicron and all, all that other crap. Um, 
and a lot of people are going to have a lot of time on our hands. So, you know, if I ask somebody to do something in seven days, they're pretty much never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely to do it. So if somebody out there is listening, you know, like I was broke, busted and disgusted a couple of years ago and finding out that my month runs out at the end of my money, you know, <laughs> what is something somebody can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some help and some clarity in their financial life? Um, so, um, just in their household, they can, you know, go through like a deep dive of their finances, you know, and find out exactly where the money's coming from. You know, um, for example, one of my clients was paying 50 bucks a month for cell phone service that she no longer uses, you know, so you can go through and figure out exactly where all those dollars are going for uh, and then allocate those basically create a budget um you could reach out to me i'll give you my phone number my website you know i got some great recommendations if uh, you want someone that's nearby more in person i can do things virtually across the country you know so a couple things like that so then how do we find you how do we get in touch with you so um email and cell phone are probably the best i can uh 801-597-0063. That's my cell phone. You can call me or text me or Kenny Ingersoll at gmail.com. My website, um, my main website is ingersollenterprises.weebly.com. And that's got the links to all my other stuff. So there's three ways right there you can get a hold of me. Texting is probably the fastest, you know, just. Yeah. Um, Yep, that's probably the fastest, but if email works better for you or whichever. I love um, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Kenny, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out. I know we've been talking about getting together for a while, but our schedules have been so great, so crazy. But thank you so much. Guys, if you're struggling with your finances, please get yourself in order because once you start getting your your finances in order your opportunities open up you know like once you know that you have like i moved to new jersey with a 400 credit score and i couldn't give them paid I, they wouldn't accept my cash when i wanted to buy a car but now i have an over 800 credit score i can just walk in sign and walk and drive out no money down lowest you know so people if you're struggling with finances if you're struggling to get your credit straight reach out to kenny make sure that you talk to him we got his phone number and his email and i'll be putting that in the links so i just want to say kenny thank you for everything thank you for all that you do um when you do see ed tell him i love him and i appreciate him so guys thank you so much make sure you get in touch with kenny and guys remember Vertical momentum, the only way to go is but up. All right, guys, I'll catch you on the flip. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.